Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, here's the deal. Dylan Holloway scores a beauty on a net drive, cutting in from the right side, helping the Oilers rookies win 5-2 or Vancouver in the final game of the Young Stars Tournament in Penticton. The Oilers go 3-0 at that tournament. By the way, it was Rodrigue playing the uh, second half of the game. Ryan Fanti played the first half of the game for uh, the Oilers. They had uh, each played an entire game, splitting the first two. Monday night football, it is 7-0. Eagles leading the Vikings. That is late in the first quarter. And early in the third quarter, Buffalo leading Tennessee 17-7. We'll keep an eye on those ones for you. The Elks this week starts in half an hour with Dave Campbell as the Elks got that two-point victory in Regina on uh, Friday night. The U of A Golden Bears are 2-1, and and they are led by the exceptional play of their quarterback, Eli Hetlinger. Eli, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. I think you doing good is a bit of an understatement. Your stats are outstanding this year. The team's 2-1 and one with a big game coming up on Friday. you got to be feeling pretty good about the season so far. Yeah, we're, we've had a lot of success in a lot of areas, but uh, there's obviously a lot of stuff we we got to improve if we want to go where we want to be at the end of this all. So we're just going to take it day by day and keep improving. All right. Now, for you... This has been kind of a, a, a odd last couple of years, as it has been for a lot of people, because yes. uh, because of the pandemic and, and the way things worked out. So, how 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 was your football career altered? What was the path over the last couple of years? Yeah, so I came into the U of A at, in 2020, and that was uh, right in the heart of uh, the COVID 19 pandemic. And uh, that year, obviously, football was put on hold for everybody. So we got practices in and lifts in when and where we could. Um, then the next year, 2021, uh, it allowed the fifth years to come back and a quarterback by the name of Brad Lonhart, who I have a lot of respect for and has, has taught me uh, so much about this offense and has helped me tremendously along the way, uh, had the team in 2021. And then 2022 was an open competition and I was fortunate enough to, to win that out. And, and here we are today. Okay. So... Look, you, you've kind of really jumped onto the scene here. A lot of times quarterbacks uh, their first year of starting at a, at a new level might uh, have some growing pains. It doesn't seem like there are any for you, uh, at least, again, looking at your stats. But I'm guessing maybe if you were to take me behind the scenes, uh, you maybe would tell me about some lessons you've learned through three games this year. Yeah, so uh, just, just to go back even a little bit further, uh, well, what's helped me this year uh, – um, be comfortable is again going back to Brad Lonhart who our quarterback was last year he uh, really took me under his wing in 2020 and 2021 and and kind of gave me the nuances of it because uh, him and Rick Walters our offensive coordinator were together for like nine years 
So they both did a great job in, in explaining things to me and, and, and making me have an understanding to which I'm able to go out and, and put on a good product uh, with my teammates. And, and yeah, that, that's kind of what's allowed me to feel comfortable. Obviously, my teammates are an even larger part in that, like without them blocking, running good routes, like none of that's possible. So it's more of an homage to, to all of them and the coaching staff than it is just to me. Okay. Well, great uh, start. Again, I'll just give your season stats. Uh, you're 63 for 94 for 934 yards, seven touchdowns, and just the one interception. So things have been going pretty well along the air. And I mean, and, and along the ground as well. I mean, you guys also have a pretty good running attack. Yeah, yes, we do. That's uh, That will credit to our, our head coach and O-line coach, Coach Morris. Uh, he, he was very good in the run game during his time, and he's definitely helped out a lot that so it's nice to have both sides of the ball operating efficiently all right now you came out of a, a very uh highly regarded and very successful football program at harry ainley tell us about uh your high school career with ainley yeah i just uh the when i was at ainley it was run by uh, brock ralph a former uh edmonton at the time eskimos now elk and and tyler greenslade and, and, and the supporting staff of coaches uh, they did a really good job structuring it in in kind of a university setting so that players, when they go through high school, the jump to university, like it's not crazy. Like, you know, they, they made us have an off-season conditioning program. We had meetings just like in, like we do here at the U of A. So uh, I just say my time at Ainley, they, the way they structured it, it it's kind of hard not to, to do well. And, and it's a homage to them and, and how much time and effort they put into uh, developing that program uh what's your most memorable high school game or performance oh um <laughs> you played yeah. some pretty big games <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i'd have to say um i'd say my city final of my grade 12 year uh we went up against the salisbury sabers who uh again run by Cam Frazier, a, a really great, great program in their self. They, they do a lot of great things over there. And it just was memorable because, you know, it was a team in which both teams had a lot of guys who were capable and went to the next level. And it was a battle. And we made a, we made a nice comeback in the third quarter to steal the lead going into, into the game. And then later we, we won the next game and won provincials that year. So I'd say that was my most memorable game. Okay. Uh, and are there not some uh, players off that team that you're teammates with now? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a guy who had a pretty good game himself the other game. Colby Herford was on that team. A really great lineman uh, on this team who's, who's awesome. Cody Newman. Um, yeah, those two. And then there's probably more I, I can't think of <laughs> off the top of our head. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of the Sabres and Titans here at the U of A right now. Well, Colby was on this show last week, so I wanted to see if you would mention him because uh, he talked about you, the going against you in high school. So that's that, that's pretty cool. Were, like, were you a three-year starter in, in high school, or when did you sort of take the reins of quarterback there? Yeah, when I was in uh, – I, I took the reins in grade 10. My, I got my first start as a the first preseason game, which was fortunate. And, again, uh, my teammates, coaches, all made that transition easy and – yeah, I took it from there and ran with it to the end of grade 12. All right. Now, did you pick quarterback when you started playing football or did a coach pick you to play quarterback? Well, funny story. I don't I don't know if you'd believe me by seeing pictures of me, but my very first position in football, I was a defensive end. And uh, 
I was I was not the best. I, I finished an entire 12 game season with half a tackle, and uh, the next year, my head coach just told me to throw a ball to him. I picked it up and threw it to him, and he's like, "Oh, you could you could throw okay." And and then he said, "Why don't you try out try quarterback?" I said, "Oh, sure, why not?" And you know, luck, luckily, Coach Mel was his name. Coach Mel uh, asked me to throw him that ball and kind of ran from there. How old were you then? What level of football was that? I was Adam football. So I was, uh, what would that be? Eight years old. Eight years old on the defensive line. Okay. And you got switched and, and you went from there. Eli, yeah. there, there's a saying about quarterback, and I use it sometimes, that uh, a lot of times in football, the quarterback maybe gets too much credit when the team wins and too much blame when the team loses. Uh, is that fair? What do you think of that cliche? Uh, yeah, I, I'm as a quarterback. I, I think if a quarterback says when they win, it was all him. I think that's selfish because again, like if the offensive line doesn't block, you don't get the pass off. If your receiver doesn't run a good route, you don't get, you know, he doesn't get open. If your running back doesn't, you know, run the ball effectively to bring the defense up to then open up the pass game. If the defense doesn't play well. You don't get the ball back. Special teams, all that. So. Yeah, when you win it, it's definitely speaks more about a team than an individual, and, and I strongly believe that. And then, obviously, yeah, when when things don't happen right, like as a leader, I think it's good for the quarterback to, you know, take take responsibility and, and be that leader for a team. But, again, you're all in it together. No, no one points fingers at each other, and, and I've been fortunate enough to be in environments where that's the case, that's the standard, and, and that's what happens. And, yeah, just at the end of the day, whether you win or you lose, you do it as a team, and are there for each other throughout all the highs and lows. U of A Golden Bears quarterback Eli Hetlinger joining us tonight on Inside Sports as the Bears are 2-1 and one with a showdown against Saskatchewan coming up Friday night. The uh, Bears will be the home team for that game. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, you as a, a sports fan. Like, was there, Is there somebody, a, a football player that was your favorite or you looked up to, or who uh, who's one or two of your favorite athletes from when you were a kid? Um, one guy uh, whose game... Uh, when I first started watching football and the reason kind of why I got into it was Eli Manning. Uh, yeah, my name was Eli, his name was Eli and I'm still a Giants fan to this day. And it looks like they're turning things around. So that's nice to watch. Um, and then another guy who, who I, I watched quite a bit as a kid was, uh, Drew Brees just cause I wasn't always the tallest guy. And, you know, I, I thought Drew Brees really like took his mental side of the game very seriously, which allowed you know, him to, to play over his height barrier and, and was very accurate with the ball. But I think, like, aside from those two, I kind of just watch as much football as I can at whatever level, just because you could learn something from everybody, good or bad. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of everybody. But I guess if I had to choose two, probably, probably those two. Okay. Awesome. Pretty good choices. Uh, I guess, what, Eli won Super Bowl, Breeze had uh, – sorry, Eli two Super Bowls, Breeze had one. So – uh, not bad combination there for sure. What are you studying at the U of A? I'm currently in kinesiology and uh, I'm looking to then take an after business in uh, either accounting or management or an ed degree afterwards. Okay. And you got the game coming up on Friday. So what, t- tell everybody what a week of prep is like. Is it, uh, is it always evening stuff or do you guys ever do things early in the morning? What, what's it like for a student athlete building up to that Friday night game? Yeah, so uh, I like how you mentioned student-athlete. Uh, the student part comes first. So during the day, uh, we schedule our classes uh, before 2.30 or more 4, sorry. Schedule our classes before 4 and making sure we're staying on top of that so we can graduate with a meaningful degree and 
and stay eligible to play. And then we start meetings in the evening. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention throughout uh, the day, you have to find time to get your lift in. And then we, we go to practice and yeah, then the night's over around nine o'clock, eight thirty, nine o'clock ish. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how many hours of sleep is ideal for you, Eli? For me, uh, I, I like to get eight. Um, that, that is one thing I do value a lot. <laughs> I sometimes might get seven and a half, but I definitely try my best to get eight. And if I'm trying to treat myself maybe and get ahead on a few things, maybe eight and a half. All right. Good, man. Well, whatever you're doing has been paying off uh, for you so far this season. Really appreciate the chance to get to know you on the show. I wish you all the best against the Saskatchewan Huskies on Friday. Thanks for taking time to join us, Eli. Thank you for having me. Eli Hetlinger from the U of A Golden Bears coming up on 1,000 yards passing. He's at 934 after three games, seven touchdowns against one interception. The Bears are 2-1 and one after that 34-23 win in Regina on uh, Friday night. Now, 24-7, Bills leading the Titans five minutes into the third quarter. The Oilers rookies going 3-0 and in Penticton, a 5-2 win over the Canucks this afternoon. We have the Elks this week straight ahead. We'll visit with Dave Campbell. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, 5-2 Oilers rookies win in Penticton. Impressive performance again by Dylan Holloway. Uh, main camp getting rolling here in a couple of days. Preseason game at Rogers Place against the Jets. Four o'clock Sunday afternoon. The Edmonton Elks are on a bye. And they go in with a win. My goodness. Dave Campbell was there in Regina on Friday night for a game that they uh, started poorly and almost finished poorly, Dave. But they pulled it out in yep. the final minute. They almost bookended that one, didn't they? My goodness. Yep. But they erased a 10-point deficit. And really from that point where they were down 10 nothing, uh, to the point where, you know, the riders were on that drive to, to take, at the time, take the lead, they were probably the better team uh, from that point. But, uh, like, it was probably the most bizarre, sloppy, exciting, like, kind of the CFL wrapped up all into one it was just a wild night and whenever you can walk out of rider nation with the win and make them go home and be sad and mad that's a good night <laughs> well and the elks we talked about it last week maybe the two worst offensive lines in the league well yep. edmonton's held up a lot better than regina's and the elks dave like I was watching during the game, I do. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the Elks ever rushed more than four guys, and they might have done that twice. It was three guys most of the night, and uh, and they they couldn't block them. And even I always thought, 
And I'm curious what you thought because, um, you know, there were a couple times Fajardo got it, ran away and ran for 12 yards or ran for eight yards. But I thought to myself, that's fine. He's going to get away sometimes, but make him run around, make those receivers run around, make the old linemen run around on these long plays. I, I, even if it's not a sack, it's still wearing them down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you're right. I mean, there wasn't any more than four man pressure for primarily with three man pressure against five to six to seven man protection too. I mean, most of the time it was five, but there were times they were putting a, they were putting Lenius for sure in the backfield and they were putting either Frankie Hickson or they're putting James Tuck or just, you know, get some extra bodies in there. And I think you're right. I mean, yeah, Fajardo was able to get away because that's Cody Fajardo. He's good enough that he can get away from pressure. But I think the Elks were like, well, we'll take that. We'll take that medicine. But we're going to make sure that, uh, you know, when you have to, when we limit you and you have to come out in second along situations, that we're going to make you pay for it. And for the most part, they did. On their scoring drive, um, Deron Carter slipped into the game sometime in the second half for, for Jamie Harry, who uh, had his kind of his roughest outing since uh, since being inserted into the lineup during the Labor Day series. I thought he held up pretty well. But Deron Carter comes in, plays the wide corner, and you know, he was kind of victimized on that scoring drive, but then they come out after uh, Sergio Castillo gets the winning points and um, that, that front four, front seven played phenomenal. The best I think they've played all season along with eight sacks. That's pretty easy to say. Who's on the show tonight? Well, we're going to uh, recap that game in uh, epic fashion and in a, uh, you know, buckle up, folks. We're just going to take you through it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? Uh, two months from now, Great Cup Week in Regina. Of course, the game will be a month, uh, two months tomorrow, rather. So Jerry Haraxi from uh, the Spirit of Edmonton because uh, everyone loves the spirit at Great Cup Week. And finally, Reed, we're going to have a normal Great Cup Week for the first time since 2019. So we're going to give you some details on what you can expect from the uh, Spirit of Edmonton. Dave Campbell's next with the Elks this week. Stoff's back in Edmonton for Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have another edition of Inside Sports from 6 to 8. Thanks for listening.